0: So like Connor, god damn man. I'm just I'm 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 coming up with like more things as I talk about it.
1: You're just popping up. I love when that happens too.
0: Pop up video, dude. This is like
1: VH one. You're here first, Kurt Loader. Wow. It's like you just threw out a lot of references. to <laughs> pick up on. Jesus Christ. Within five <laughs> seconds you threw out like four different things. Oh <laughs>
0: Hey.
1: Hey.
0: Hey. 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 Hey.
1: hey, This is Asinine hey. Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records and we try to have a good time doing it. Uh, while you're listening, because I know you got nothing better to do, go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and five stars only on there, please. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number. You can call us. Leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, the phone number is 503-893-5307, so get into that. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. All right, Jeff, what what, what are we doing today? <laughs> Go. We're doing Bright Eyes, Bright Eyes'
0: album, Bright Eyes' bright bright eyes's eyes's album, al- I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning.
2: So there's this woman... And she was uh, <clears throat> on an airplane, and she was flying to meet her fiancé, sailing high above the the largest ocean on planet Earth. And she was seated next to this man who, you know, she had tried to start conversations. And the only, really the only thing she'd heard him say was just to order his, his Bloody Mary. And, and she was sitting there, and she was reading this really arduous magazine article about a third world country that she couldn't even pronounced the, the name of and she's feeling very bored and very despondent and and then uh suddenly there was this huge mechanical failure and one of the the engines gave out and they started just falling in 30,000 feet the uh, pilots on the on the microphone and he's he's saying I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry oh my god I'm I'm sorry apologizing and and she looks at the man and she and she says she says she says where are we going and uh
3: he looks at her and he says we're going to a party it it's a birthday party it's your birthday party happy birthday darling we love you very 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 much and then uh, he starts humming this little tune, and and uh, it kind of goes like this. It's kind of one, two, one, two, three, four. We must talk in every telephone, get eaten off the web. We must rip out all the epilogues from the books that we have read Into the face of every criminal, strapped firmly to a chair We must stare, we must stare, we must stare We must take all of the medicines, too expensive now to sell Set fire to the preacher who is promising us health Into the ear of every anarchist that sleeps but doesn't dream We must sing, we must sing, we must sing go you know, like this all right while my mother waters plants my father loads is gone he says death will give us back to god just like the setting sun is returned to the lonesome ocean In the deep
1: blue sea. Bright Eyes formed in 1995 in Omaha, Nebraska, by Connor Oberst on vocals and guitar and as lead songwriter. Uh, they currently have 10 full length records, 8 EPs, 1 live album, and 1 compilation. But that one we're doing today is I'm Awake, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. It's the band's sixth album and it was released January 25th, 2005. It features Connor Oberst on vocals and guitar. Along with many, many guests. So Jeff, what is your origin story with uh the bright eyes?
0: Okay. Well yeah, so 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 in high school there was this kid. I guess that other kid has
1: really nothing to do with this.
0: No, it does have because he's an asshole. So so this other kid <laughs> like, should I go over this kid again? This this dickhead kid. Yeah,
1: just 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 start just start it over. Just start from the top of the
0: start, start the bottom of everything here. So there was this in Mr. Peck's class who who I, I don't know what he taught. I think it was history. It, it might've been history. I think it had to have been history or English. I swear. Yeah. I do not remember, but I remember that being one of my favorite classes because we could just talk. We could just, we could just round table discussion, throw things out. Let's talk it out. That's cool. I like that. But this kid, friend of the pod, kind of friend of the pod, Alex, douchebag of the pod, Alex, said in the beginning of the year, like you'll never see me, A, wear the same shirt two days in a row, and B, like you'll never really see me wear the same shirt twice at all. And Mr. Peck <laughs> was kind of like, yeah, bullshit. And we went to a we went to a high school that that housed kids that are way too wealthy for their own well being. And yeah. uh and really, like honestly, fucking true to his word, dude, like never really wore the same shirt twice. And that was kind of like a douchebag thing to do. So fast forward a little bit, we 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 were tasked. Am I boring you? We were tasked with uh, <laughs> with bringing like I our was, favorite. I was
1: laughing, you asshole.
0: <laughs> we were tasked with like bringing our favorite song to the pod, <laughs> and um... favorite song to the pod. Sorry to the to the to the class to the pod. Just I'm always <laughs> potted. Got pod on the brain. <laughs> Don't come be a yeah, pod, pod brain. brain.
1: Oh, God, you're an
0: idiot. (laughs) We're bringing our favorite song to the class, and this kid, I cannot remember his name, but he brought in this song called A Perfect Sonnet, and A Perfect Sonnet was my introduction to Bright Eyes. A Perfect Sonnet was from an early EP that Bright Eyes did, that Connor did, and his vocals on that were very like, it's a good song, it's very melodic, it's one of my favorite Bright Eyes songs. But he does that like, like it sounds like that.
1: It's like Bob Dylan. It's very,
0: Dillon. very, very vibrato, very Bob Dylan, but kind of like goofy. And when he was doing it, I remember, dude, I was like, wow, this sounds fucking dope. Dude. I instantly loved it. And I look over at like the cool kids, and they're all like, oh, this song's fucking gay, bro. This song's fucking dumb. And they, <laughs> they ended up playing like a Vent Sevenfold or something else stupid and cliche and dumb or whatever it was. But I remember like not not going up. To, I remember not going up to that kid and like, dude, this song is dope. Who is this? I had to find out like years later. So I guess that's kind of on me too. But that was my first actual introduction to Bright Eyes, and then my like true introduction was uh, "I'm Wide Awake It's Morning." That's when I really dove into them.
1: Huh. Okay. All right. My uh, my origin story. Uh, I don't really. I, I must have heard them through you or possibly Mike back late late high school but i don't recall any of that it wasn't until i think like it was my birthday it was it was my birthday and friend of the pod mike he posted the video for for um at the bottom of everything on my on my myspace page for my birthday and that was like the first time that i had actually like sat down and listened to to one of their songs i'm like wow this song is really fucking good it's really stupid and then ever since that day, I think it was like 2006 or 2007, ever since that day, every year, Mike and I post that video on each other's whatever social media, every fucking year since then. Or we text it to each other. Just like it's a stupid thing that was just like stupid tradition we've done for like the last 15 years. But um, that's really my origin story is at the bottom of everything. I think it is. Um, but uh, even after that, after listening to that song, uh, really the only song that's ever stuck with me throughout the years has been Ark of time, which was off of digital ash. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fucking great song and that's my origin story. So okay, sticking to l- it, let's, uh, let's get into our, I guess our first impressions on the record and do we have any stinkers if not, no. or if we do no um, stinkers, no stinkers. Okay. Yeah. I have no stinkers either. Um, there are definitely okay songs, but uh, no, no, no stinkers. Mm,
0: oh. No, I wouldn't say there's definitely okay songs. I think there's one song that would be maybe possibly mm, a stinker. considered okay.
1: Oh. Mm, but I, I listen as a low B, but it's still good. still great. So I do have, actually, I take it back. I do have an almost stinker. Which one? Old Soul Song.
0: Okay. Well, that's stupid, so.
1: <laughs> it's a fucking straight up ballad that doesn't really go anywhere a lot of the lap steel slide guitar and uh, all right so it's, uh, if we're just
0: going if we're just going to get into this now we can do that um that's a 7b for me i get it i whatever uh, it's a low b okay it's a low b 10 songs um this intro reminds me so much of phantom planet so really phantom planet they were doing kind of this sound not as extreme as this, as as bright eyes did it here but phantom planet did do a lot of Not lap steel work, but they did do a lot of slide guitar on an actual guitar to mimic the steel guitar, the slide guitar. They just didn't have that instrument with them. But this, yeah, this reminds me a lot of Phantom Planet. There's not the only song on the album that reminds me of Phantom Planet. And I think there's a lot of things on this album that kind of took from Phantom Planet because that's a good band. That's a good little indie band, indie rock band of this era. And those two albums came out, you know, several years before this one. And and so I think it's kind of cool. I dig. But dude, the pedal steel. Why do you why do you hate that thing? It's fucking dope. I don't. I, I God, don't. I like damn, that. Damn, it's good.
1: I like that instrument. I think they utilize it well, especially in later records. Oof. They really utilize it really well. So this, I think just this, in this song, it's too ballady. This Way album, too
0: ballady. this album in its entirety, this album is is a is a is a testament to like Americana music. Americana music being being just like a, a mashup of, of of rhythm and blues and blues and delta blues and country and western. All these things not focusing on any one of those things this album is americana at its best this is stuff that like grateful dead were doing decades prior to this this album is 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 incredible this album is incredibly deep it's incredibly complex they even get like an old country artist that is kind of laughed at now and at least in the vinyl community i mean lou harris who gives a mm-hmm. shit who fucking cares dime a dozen these records they're bottom dollars who cares <laughs> they chud it's chud for reals yeah. But goddamn, man, the way the way they incorporate all of these instruments into melancholy emo kid concepts is just absolutely unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. I love the song. It's great.
1: I I do understand that the sad boy lyrics and the sad boy sounding melancholy songs. I I, I get it. It just was never my my thing growing up. And it just it's still tough for me to get into. I, I know you and Mike love this band and. Dashboard and what's that whoa, other whoa, Kevin Kevin Devine okay. or something Adam Levine
0: so, Kevin Devine <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the same guy I guess the same guy <laughs> yeah so, so so Dashboard great has done fantastic stuff just true true like singer songwriter stuff Bright Eyes I only think this is great I only think this is this is historic everything else Bright Eyes has done I don't think is historic I think it's just either trying to recapture this or it's trying to do something different that is just not as intense as this, not as not as honest as this, not as, uh, I don't know, yeah, not as diverse fair. as
1: this. That's fair. That's fair. All right, then. So uh, let's uh, let's jump into... um or do, we, everything. Do we, do we no, have we anything talk about else on Old Soul? I mean, I've got, I, get, I have copious amounts of notes
0: on each of these songs, but no, we don't no. have to talk about this one.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let let's let's jump into at the bottom of everything. Yeah, the opener, the monologue. Um, what was kind of the, I I couldn't really find much of the story on the monologue because it sounds like he's playing in front of people, but I didn't really find much about it. I think I, I I don't I think it's just this is studio. This is uh was it okay? This is
0: one of like his best songs. It's not like my favorite song. It's my two B. I I love this song. But it's one of his like best songs. It's a perfect blend of music, like a music th- song, with like mm-hmm. good songwriting because it flows nicely. It's got a good melody to it, and just like kind of like cryptic poetry that on the surface seems just like a, a mashup of, of of words that that are about some overarching theme. But like the more you read about it, the more you look into it, the more you think about it, you're like, okay, I get what he's trying to say here. And I think this is one of his best songs. Again, okay. his being Bright Eyes. Yeah,
1: his being Bright Eyes, yes. I prefaced that earlier. I, I think this is, this is I agree with you, this is one of his best songs for sure. Uh, it's actually his second best song, and this is my, my 1B on the record. Um, and I, I just, the, that whole monologue is, it's just so silly. Like, it should, it is really stupid, but it's captivating. The, the, the slurping, the, the ASMR shit that he's doing, um and he just has a weird voice like it's it just he has a unique speaking voice not not just singing but speaking and then it just going into that 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 strumming pattern with the acoustic guitar and the one two one two three four it's just ah oh man it's so good it drops into the super folky thing um it's it, it's, it, it's just such a catchy really really well well written song musically this is
0: this is like folk music this is this is a telling of stories this is pre like a lot of cultures there's, there's a lot of languages that are almost dead now and that that are dead because there's nothing like written it's passed down through 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 folk tales through music And like yeah. this is exactly what is happening here it's so unconventional for a band like this for an artist like this he starts talking as if we've already been in mid-discussion He's yeah. not saying, "Hey, let me tell you a story." It's like, "No, dude." He's talking to us as if we've already been fucking talking, as if we've already should have been listening, and that is unbelievable. That's so cool. He's very lackadaisical in his approach. It's very lazy. It's very kind of oh, like, yeah. "Eh, I guess I'll fucking tell you this story," but the story means something. Connor's vocals like match the tone super well. Great solo, right? Yeah. I, I love think it, that.
1: Su- surprisingly, it sounds good, even though it's it's all on an on an acoustic guitar, which usually sounds like shit, uh, especially done by like an indie band or, or some or like a singer songwriter. But it for whatever reason it works really well on this song. God damn, the song is so good.
0: Overall, like 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 literally, I was get the lyrics here. I'm all over let's the place. Yeah, let's do literally, it. Lyrically, it, it's this is connected. I think it's all connected like a cycle of death, rebirth, and just a, a peaceful. A peaceful, insignificant existence. It's a melancholy song on the surface, but really embraces like the joys of life and death. The man in the beginning of the song, who's telling the woman like "Happy birthday," has chosen mm-hmm. to spend his last moments on earth comforting a complete stranger, which like goes against everything like this entire album is about. This album is full of sadness, of 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 depression, of abuse, of of alcohol abuse, of of drug abuse, and we're opening it up with like a story about a guy. Who has chosen to like spend the last moments of his his miserable existence on this earth to comfort a stranger? Yeah, and that's it. Like it, 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 it proceeds to like sort of tell this heard the story of 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 and they give her advice as the plane is crashing. He explains a lot of things that are wrong with society and human behavior, and the plane eventually crashes. And I think this man has now convinced his woman that death is as much a part of life as birth is, and to not be afraid of it. To sort of embrace it but not like look forward to it type of thing. And that's why the splash is a, a glorious splash. And mm-hmm. then the, the song ends with the peaceful insignificance I was talking about earlier of our lives. We aren't anyone special or important, but that doesn't mean our lives aren't meaningless unless we allow them to be, which will be explained and, and kind of explored throughout this entire album. Birth, death, huh. and then a meaningless
1: existence, which is okay. So that's I, fine. I, I had a little bit of a different interpretation. I feel like the the whole, I feel like there's two different stories being told, like, or like the plane story is like a metaphor for for what, what he's talking about on the other side of it, where like, you know, it's, it's, it's the beginning of the, the, the plane falling, then eventually crashing into the ocean, everyone's dead. I feel like what he says, when it crashes into the ocean, I feel like that's, like a, he's saying it very sarcastically, you know, and and then they splash into the deep blue sea. Oh, it was a wonderful splash. And the way he sings, it, it's very happy and upbeat. But I think he's just being very sarcastic, because everything else in the, in the song, outside of the plane related lyrics, it's about just kind of the the like society failing in every which way, talking about the pharmaceutical industry, talking about homelessness, talking about just how society is crumbling, and, and then it finally reaches the bottom the plane reaches the bottom where it hits the ocean society reaches the bottom where it completely collapses. And then at the very end you realize nothing matters. I don't matter. I'm nobody. I'm literally nobody in society. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, just literally nothing. Like your existence means nothing to, to society or anybody in general. So I think you, I mean, you took a more positive approach to it. I, 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 I think both are are I mean I think your interpretation is really good too um, so I, I I think you're close i would I would there's two things I think you're missing.
0: One is is the idea of like rebirth and this whole do the whole fucking album is based around rebirth, the sun, the colors, the yellow bird, the cover art yeah. of the like the first thing your eyes go to on the cover art is it's the, sun. the sun. Yeah, but it looks weird. Sun. Like, Why is it red? Why is it fucking not a yellow sun? So there's a lot of things that are, that are, that are gravitating towards like rebirth. And the last chorus, but, the last couple lines of the song are him talking about the mornings coming back and the whole world's waking up. Morning, rebirth, tomorrow's another day. And the very last line of the song is, is, is he finds out that he's really nobody, but he's still happy. He's see, happy, you know the line I right don't... before that.
1: I, I don't I don't agree with you especially or I, I agree with you on some some points but the cover album the cover artwork I don't agree with you because a red sun represents a dying sun It doesn't represent rebirth a red sun is the end of a sun's life or the end of a star's life Yeah, but it still takes a thousand years to do so but still I, I, it implies that it's still gonna go up and it's still gonna
0: go down. Yes, it's dying much like we are dying uh, we, 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 have, we have very limited time on this earth. Very limited time Even a dying star The sun Is still gonna take A thousand years To fucking die No yeah I think yeah, this I entire think album it. Is, is I, Again I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it In the beginning here Because I I think this is a Very loose concept album Based around these ideas But I think this entire album Is based around A meaningless existence No An insignificant existence
1: But not yes. meaningless Because Just because you're nobody Does not mean that you're nobody Type of thing Yeah you may be a nobody to society as a as a whole, but you, you have meaning within your own mind, within your own psyche. And he'll to explore close this. To you. And
0: he'll explore this later on, and then also rebirth. There's a lot of rebirth in this. There's a lot of fuck, man. Even when you like even with, like small menial tasks, like I want to go to the gym more, right? That's why we have New Year's resolutions every fucking year. You may gym membership spike in January. We have these resolutions. Yeah. Tomorrow's another day. Die another day. Tomorrow never dies. Diamonds are forever. These are all. <laughs> these are all.
1: <laughs> no time to die.
0: No time to die. Yeah. Oh
1: God, that's that was stupid. That was stupid.
0: But for real, for like I, I, I just went off of that <laughs> on tangent. I don't know why, but I, I I think that's what this overall. I think that's what this album is is trying to get at. Is that is that it's okay to be it's okay to be sad. It's okay to understand that you fucked up today. You fucked up yesterday. You fucked up the day before. But you still got tomorrow. And yeah, you'll probably fuck up tomorrow. But then you got the next day and the next day. But then also on the same, like on the other side of the coin, understanding that you may not have tomorrow, you know, like the carpe diem that people, oh my God. Also, Mr. Peck, dude, he was a big advocate of like carpe diem. Like that was, yeah, was he? he had like, okay. you don't, he had like a, 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 a index card that was like laminated and like bright. I think it was like yellow on, oh my God, was it yellow on black? Is that like where we got the assassin logo inspiration? Ooh. No way. No. no. No, 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 no. I I I I'm I'm blending like like memories with what I want them to be now at this point. <laughs> I I've I've lost my uh my my credibility cuz I don't know. That would be fucking insane if that's it, like
1: where that color scheme it, kind no. of came from. But it, there's no, no it's way because right? I like that I like that 70s yellow, that mustard yellow, and well, that's we why did, I chose it.
0: We Like yellow on black Like pops more yeah, It than does yeah really any other Colored scheme yeah. But that would be That would be crazy But yeah like the, the whole Carpe diem thing Like seize the day right Like tomorrow is another day mm-hmm. You can always do something Better Tomorrow You can be better tomorrow Than you were today And that's yes. not just Like a specific You know Today's Monday Tomorrow's Tuesday But like today's You know X year And then we can be better 10 years from now Wars Governments People In general Society. These are all things that will be explored that we've just been introduced at the bottom of everything. You're right.
1: You're, God you are right.
0: damn fucking killer song, killer album.
1: <sighs> Jesus it is. Christ, it is. It really, really is. All right. So, do we have anything else on on this song? No, that's it. That's it. That's all. Okay. So then, what is your what's your one B then?
0: What was your that that was your one B? That is my one B. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I know it's fine.
1: It's the right my, answer. My one B my one B my one B is uh it's pretty basic. My one B is Lua. Lua. Okay, it's not yeah. the most basic thing, but you know, that's fine. It's uh that, that's my that's my 4B. That's
0: <laughs> That is something. That's the I'll right answer. That that's the right answer. All right, so what do you got on Lua? I'll tell you something. Yeah. So <laughs> so this one's this one's all about the lyrics really the delivery Mm -hmm. the chords the pattern everything here is used to support what is being said and and it's the only song on the album that is all Connor oberst everything about it as the song progresses his voice gets a little bit more and more like kind of uneasy it's a slow gradual process of almost like becoming unhinged and and I like that. I like that build. It's a it's a very steady, slow build, and it doesn't build a lot, but yeah, it's there. It, it it's there. You gotta really like pay attention. You gotta really listen to it. It's there. I love this last part. The last like small, quiet strum. I, I i throw it back to like like a, a weezer's blue oh god it's, it's go. just it's just <laughs> enough relief to make it through but it's not like enough to fully satisfy right so simple yeah, yeah. in the moonlight you want that last one so simple in the moonlight but he doesn't do that it's just mm-hmm. like he stops at the simple in the moonlight and then you get that that small strum and again it's just enough relief to make it through but not enough to fully satisfy and i think that's what the song's about
1: Oh, okay. Are you, I mean, lyrically, you're you you're saying like lyrically that goes hand in hand with the song. Yeah. Never satisfied in that there that it's about drug addiction and everything like that. And does is that kind of what you're getting at?
0: Just enough to make it through, but never actually satisfied. Drug addiction. Okay. Yeah, Not that I've ever been addicted to any kind of hard drug or anything, but I imagine being addicted to anything not just drugs but you can be addicted to fucking video games to porn to alcohol to yeah. whatever it is i always feel like people always kind of like have the same concept of you know it's always enough to like get me through the day but it's i'm never really satisfied with it
1: yeah that's true
0: that's true. that's oh my god that last fucking strum dude I'm, I'm all about these last little notes you are you say oh.
1: you say it probably like every other episode there's oh one, there's a some random song that has something like that. So. Dude, I just, I, 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 love, I love, I love
0: songs that don't, that don't offer full relief. <laughs> leave me hanging, leave
1: me hanging. <laughs> All right, um, what do I have on this one? So, wait, a couple quick things on the, on this song. Um, this song was ranked, for what it's worth, it was ranked number eighty nine on Rolling Stone's one hundred best songs of the two thousands, which seems absolutely insane to me. Um, No, that's that's fair. You really think so? You really think that though?
0: Absolutely. We haven't gotten into lyrics yet. Here, the ten
1: years of music, and this is like a top one in the top one hundred. In the
0: two thousands, yeah, really, you think so? The two
1: thousands had a lot of
0: shit music. Okay, first of all, every
1: decade does. Look at the nineties. The nineties is a lot of shit music too. Yeah, Same you know what? Just,
0: just real quick, just real quick on the night. I'm fucking tired of people thinking like 90s was this like end-all greatest era of music. that were all these bands that put out. No. 90s was full of fucking one-hit wonders. And even those one-hit wonders served a purpose because they were nostalgic. They weren't great songs. Like Harvey yeah, Danger's right. Flagpulse In It. That's a good song. It's not a that fucking album like sucks, though. The, the, the album sucks. and That song's not like fucking fantastic. It's got a good hook, it's got a good little chorus. But like a lot of these, like one hit wonders, are just are just shit. Nineties fucking sucked. <laughs> Outside of a couple a couple genres,
1: <laughs> just the ones that you like. That's- yes, correct, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people do like overly praise nineties, though. Honestly, they do. But I mean, honestly, people were doing that about the eighties. But the eighties had ago. a lot better music,
0: even no. though they had a lot shittier music. The eighties had a lot
1: better music. See, that's just that's a tough argument. That's which we don't need. Dude, to your to your that. favorite your favorite your favorite genre of punk really got its footing in the in eighties. The Why? I mean, yeah, it did. You're right. Some great stuff came out of the eighties, but there was yeah. a lot of garbage too.
0: It was really much just like kind in of the nineties, like, much like the was, 2000's It was it was really just kind of like fucking hair metal.
1: Uh, no, all, you, all the dude, new your, wave your, shit. Favorite,
0: your favorite genre punk got its footing in the 80s. Your favorite hip-hop era is from the 80s. So that's like, true. All your favorite yeah. music is from the 80s. <laughs> You're an <laughs> 80s boy.
1: <laughs> wow, okay. That, that's one way to think about it, I guess. Huh? Um, and then also, the song, I don't remember this because it's been years since I played it, but it was in the video game uh, Life is Strange. Remember that game? Yeah. That was a good game. That was short, a really fucking good sweet. game. Yeah, it's a good one, but uh, but yeah, I agree with you musically. There's not a ton going on here, just Connor and his acoustic guitar. It's straightforward. It's sad. It's melancholy. It's it's sad boy music. You know, it uh, it worked for the song was great for a lot of people who were uh, 17 at the time, 18 years old at the time. Oh, so it's true. Come on, Coming
0: there's a little on. there's a little bit more there. There's a little bit more right. here. This is, Uh, this is more than just like pure addiction. This is, this is also like a glimpse into the double life, the narrator Connor and his main squeeze, like seem to live like the nighttime pre-drug nightlife them is so Mm -hmm. vastly different than their morning selves because again, rebirth, right? We could right, dude. (laughs) <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking of <laughs> That's what I sounded like Again, rebirth like you, you wake up in the morning And you can start over You have another chance at life essentially The moment you open your eyes in the morning The moment you're wide awake and it's morning You can be a different person, you can be better But you choose to do the same thing Which is not inherently bad You're a product of your environment Whatever the circumstance may be in This yeah. song, they also acknowledge like this lifestyle Will most likely kill them it, they, they will. This will probably be like the reason that they die, and it's never even like resolved in the song, and that's okay. It's because, uh, fucking, that's life, man. That's just, that's just who they are. That's who he is at this time. And the wow. last lines again. I, just, I gotta go back over this. It's so simple in the moonlight thing. We don't even get like a good hearty resolution music lyrically almost feels like we could have just used one more so simple in the moonlight just to help resolve that tension that has been building yeah. throughout the song
1: and that small guitar strum oh you just can't get over Oy. that also the the word lua is uh it's moon in portuguese by the way yeah. so just wanted to throw that one out, there. Throw it out uh, there this is also this is also a song that was originally released a year prior in in October of 2004 um, it was released with another song. I can't remember what it was, but they both charted. Both songs charted, and then uh, when this, then Connor decided to put this song on this record. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting that it was a it was a it was a hit single long before this album was even announced as being an album. So whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. It's 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 the party and it's the addiction, um, the doing the same thing over and over again, never really learning from your mistakes. Um, kind of realizing that, that you're both like him and the the girl are kind of the same person. Like they're trying to hide each other's addictions from one another, but they're not doing it well because they, they're, they're both the same. They're, they're, they're both failing at hiding from each other, hiding their addictions from each other. And, and uh, I thought, I thought that was a very, um very, uh, that's very good songwriting lyric or the very good lyrics right there. The way he kind of expressed it all. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean the rebirth thing, I mean, you keep, you bring up the rebirth thing a lot and I understand it, it. It talks about like, you know, the, the strain it has on a, on his, you know, on his, um, on his psyche and, and, and his mental state, you know, being up all night and getting fucked up all night and then everything like that. But then every morning they wake up and just feel like shit and they're like, Oh God, we can't, we can't keep doing this. Like, it's not, I think you're putting too much positivity, positivity into his lyrics. I'm not, like though, because he specifically will say it later
0: on in a song. He
1: will specifically tell you this.
0: And in the course of the song, he says, The love I sell you in the evening by the morning won't exist. To already think that you are going to make it through the night as a severe, in the, in the course of the song, as a severe drug addict, that you are not mm-hmm. going to OD and die, to already assume that you're going to make it to the morning is a very... It's a very optimistic thing. It's a very optimistic oh, thing to say. Yeah, yeah, by the morning, this is not going to happen. We're going to feel differently about each other. Do you already fucking think about the morning? Like yeah. when we go out drinking four locos, fucking our no. fifteen four loco nights, we don't think about the morning. That's why we drink fucking three four <laughs> locos before we before we go to a bar. Come on,
1: <laughs>
0: idiots. That's what we were. It's these, it's these subtleties, man. It's these subtleties yeah. that that I'm telling you. This this the overarching concept of the song again or this this album is 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 rebirth and this this meaningless again i fucked that up said it earlier insignificant life that we live but it's not meaningless
1: yeah Eh, i like that i like that interpretation of it i do it makes sense i don't know i just i i did really enjoy his lyrics on this but i still felt like they were that I mean, they were a little unrelatable because I'd never really been put in this, in these positions, but or felt this way. But I just, I don't know. I felt like it's too angsty for me. This, 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 the lyrics on here were just too much. Way they were just way too, just whiny, and it was hard for me to get through okay, reading okay, through. And okay. and not only that, he has a lot of yeah. lyrics. Like there's a lot of every words. So, every song has like that six has verses. You know, yeah. just a lot of shit to go through and. And then, oh, and then you go into, like, genius lyrics and, you know, people have, like, every line or every two lines, there's, like, all these annotations and it's, like... well, there's four this different ones for the this same is, fucking line, too. This is, like, this is what time means. And it goes on, like, a paragraph about time, like, a definition of time. And this is what Connor, this is what we think Connor has to say about time. It's, like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Just tell me what this is, This these two lines are actually about. I don't want to read a definition of, of time or... Or trains or some shit like that and like I don't give a fuck
0: I mean i I, I, I will say like like genius lyrics really kind of I, I can see where where like the 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 frustration came from or would come from from reading those lyrics because every line is like it could mean this or this or this or this yeah but I don't think that's the point of of like a songwriter like Connor oberst I think the point of this is is him writing music that feels. I don't know. That feels kind of cool to him. And and there's a couple songs on here that he moved to New York city and they're kind of about just the way he felt at the time in the same way Haley Williams won't, didn't sing misery business for so fucking long because this is not the way she felt anymore. People like change. people, people just get over things. But I think Connor just has such a weird way of writing music that is so, I really do think he's a fantastic fucking songwriter. In the scope of this album. Everything else, I think, is, is whatever. yeah. But I, in the scope of this album, I think he's, he's one of the greatest. I did, I, for sure, in the email, indie rock, pop punk, any of those categories, because it's not just about Uh, like I said, a loose concept album of what I will reiterate throughout the entire album because every song is about it. But also like, again, we even touched upon like the entirety of the Americana genre that he's tapping into. The only other fucking band that is really like, 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 like thrown out the Americana vibes is like the grateful dead. And they did it just in a very rock based. This guy is really incorporating like rhythm and blues, Delta blues, fucking country all of these things that American music is like based on. And he's throwing these little bits and pieces out there. And yeah, he has like 45 people playing on this album, but like, I don't know. That's still great that he can kind of pick and choose who he wants to play when he wants the, the the slide guitar to come in when he wants the organ to come in. And even there's even songs where there's, there's an organ and a piano and they're both discernible. You can hear both of them at the same time and they both, like provide a certain a, a a certain right in the song I, yeah it's great
1: I, I i get it i mean it's not nearly as layered as, as the records after this but it, there's still a lot going on and i i do like that he dabbles in, in different things the, the the folkiness the the cut the western the, or yeah the western in some parts obviously the americana stuff um he, he really does touch upon a lot of it and and i do i do respect his lyrics i think he he is a really good lyricist, but I don't really agree with you on the songs like his songwriting i think i feel is just it's just okay i really I, I still don't really get bright eyes i don't I don't get it outside of the lyrics i think but. maybe
0: i'm I'm biased because because going to camp for so many years, we just didn't have a band it was always just somebody with a guitar hey what song do you know that is straight like fucking cowboy-esque that is just straight folk music hey what song do you know what song do you know by woody guthrie what song do you know by any of the other folk artists that have come before you and so just that is inherently a part of like me a part of my upbringing a part of who i am as a person you give me a guitar, I can at least play a couple CCR songs. I can play this land Is your land. I can play a bunch of stupid fucking folk songs, but everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where like my love of of like Americana music in general comes from. So yes, that's also why like I probably gravitated towards the Grateful Dead because now it was mixing like psychedelic rock with like Americana, which I just it still fucking blows my mind. And and this 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 album is now mixing like Americana music with, with what I grew up listening to really is pop punk slash emo, and it does it in a fucking perfect way. I, I can I I'm blown yeah, away no, even this week, even this week,
1: blown away, oh, on blown to fucking just, away, dude. Honestly, blown away. No no no,
0: just his record, just his
1: record. <laughs> this blown one is digital away, ash. yeah. Not digital um, ash. That's fine. <laughs> All right, then uh, let's play a little bit of Lua. Uh, we'll we'll wrap this song up and then uh, we'll you move haven't played on. It so, yet. what? We haven't played Lua yet. I know. So here it is by uh, the Bright Eyes. Okay, so do we have anything else on this song, or what, what do you think? <laughs> no, that's that's it.
0: I feel I feel I feel like I should mention too that that old old flame of mine. This was her favorite song, uh. and there's always going to be like nostalgia. Of that time period, with Fred of the pod Taylor, I think she I think she might listen. I'm just saying, I don't know, (laughs) but uh, I I (laughs) figured I
1: knew who who you were talking about.
0: This was uh, this was her favorite song, and so like yeah, just inherently I always think about that time. It was a fun time for us too. Like we just kind of like started drinking a lot. We were going out. We were doing a lot of cool stuffs. Yeah, a lot of partying.
1: A lot of it uh, it was a good time.
0: A lot of reckless partying with zero hangover. My God, It's true. Yeah, we a lot of good What in the fucking shit? But yeah, uh-huh. that was. Uh, I, I feel. I felt the need to throw that out there,
1: just in case. No, it makes sense. I mean, there are songs that I that I still listen to that I think of of past past people and people in the people in my past. I sound like a fucking idiot. Um, but no, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Lua, that is your one B. That is god my four B. Damn, dude, what a fucking
0: banger! Unbelievable! It is, a banger.
1: it is good. It really, really is good. I
0: was tearing up right now. I swear. Look it. I think you can't see it, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Um, my my two B is first day of my life. I, it's mm-hmm. basic. I know, but god damn, this is a good song. Okay. It's been featured in movies and TV shows, and it's, this is. This is arguably their most, or his most popular song, like really, I think by far.
0: I think like Lua, Lua is like the fan favorite. Like Lua is, is the one that people scream for, but I feel like First Day of My Life is probably his most popular.
1: I mean, it's it's a pretty sounding song too.
0: I mean, it's just it's a fucking perfect song. Like he he crafted this to be a perfect song, and it's a perfect song.
1: Yeah, it really is. I the way the way he. The way he I feel like on this record, he 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 perfect he perfected his vocal and guitar playing abilities to to just intertwine with one another and just play so beautifully together. Much like you know like like Bradley from Sublime, you know he Ooh. just had that connection with his guitar. You just get these guitar players that are just so in line with with their instrument, and and I feel like Connor kind of nailed it on this record. With his his songwriting and his guitar playing, just everything was just so fluid and just sounded, just yeah, sounded fantastic. Sure. And, and first day of my life is one of those. I mean, the way his vocals just play off of the the guitar parts. The guitar parts aren't anything intricate or anything like that or, or complicated, but um, it's just it's just a beautifully written song, a beautiful sounding song. And even if you don't really listen to the lyrics, it just sounds. It just kind of makes you feel kind of sad, but not. Not. I it don't makes know. you feel I,
0: sad, and you don't even fucking know why. Yeah, you
1: don't really know why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good.
1: <laughs> it's oh, no, because it it really, I really evoke such, such weird emotions. You fucking know why you're sad. So, like, my
0: favorite, my favorite part of the whole album, like, if I if I said, "What's your favorite part of Bright Eyes?" Uh, I'm right wake this morning. It's from this one. It's, it's when he says, "Like, I, I thought I'd let you know" in the chorus. But he strums yeah. the he strums the guitar to note mash. and I thought I'd let you know. And he just hits those three chords, and I, like that is my favorite fucking part of this because the entire song on this one is just him just hitting those either chords or just picking the chords, arpeggiating the chords. I don't know what he's doing, but it's it's always it's always busy, it's always busy. And I think when he goes into the chorus and he says, "So I, I thought I'd let you know," like now we're just. I don't know, man. Now we're now we're slowing it down. Now we're getting real. And I think that's cool because
1: lyrically I think the song's
0: fucking fantastic.
1: I think it is too. I, I I really do. What what do you what do you have lyrically on this? I want to see if it differs from, from me.
0: I, I think this I think this song revolves around a significant other that has come and gone. The beginning yeah. lyrics are a new beginning for him. Like like he's just broken up with someone. Um he knows like now wasn't for him. And as he's walking Let's say out of like her apartment, right? Because he's living in New York City at the time. He's walking out of her apartment, like literally walking through the doorway. He has now like been reinvigorated and he says like, oh shit, I have this slight feeling of positivity. He's also thinking about how difficult he can be in a relationship and is asking for patience. So I think like it's almost a, a, an open letter to himself or to like, like his crush type of thing. Because he knows how difficult he can be in a relationship and he's asking for patience. He's kind of like 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 penning this open letter to his ideal girl, I guess. Someone that will that will, that will drive all night just to say hi based on a whim or, or some silly epiphany she <laughs> she wants to share with him, right? Like we've all yeah, been yeah. there as kids. Like holy fuck, like you just you're you're over the moon over somebody, but in his case it's over somebody he wants. And I also think it's a a song like to himself, reminding him that he can do better than what he's had. He's better than the slew of girls he's been with. And he should keep looking out for the one that he wants. Like the line, I wondered if I could come home. Mm -hmm. I think he's telling himself that. I would think he's telling himself, like, I wonder if I can come home. I wonder if I can finally be happy. I wonder if I can finally find a place that I can be truly relaxed and truly myself. First day of my life.
1: Yeah, I, I I honestly feel the exact same way you do. I, some people said the entire song is about the end of a relationship, but I think it's only the first couple lines, and then after the, those first few lines, then it's kind of it can be interpreted as both. But then after you get past that first verse, it's everything. Everything is about like this new this new love, this new relationship that that he's found. Um, but this is absolutely about you know. Just true happiness. I think this is the only truly happy song on this entire record, and this song. I mean, going through the lyrics today, I I just I was thinking, damn, dude, I could see why so many teenage girls love Connor Oberst. Yeah, I mean, this song is everything oh, yeah. that a teenage girl would fucking love, and I I think even Tammy at some point has said stuff about this song and just how romantic it is, and it's just like I I just cannot relate to that at all like this is very just extremely emo and meant for for girls do you song, do you it, think
0: like like he's talking about a girl that he 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 knows that he wants to be with or in my case I think he's talking to or do you think he's talking like me about himself like hey dude like don't worry things will get better
1: no i i th- i think i think this is about a whole new relationship i, I don't think it's a, it's as Deepest. like there's already a girl in mind there's yeah. already somebody he yeah. thinks of yeah i okay. think I, I think this is this is where he's already met this girl that he's in that he's just head over heels for and then he he ends the relationship with his previous girlfriend to go spend the rest of his life with the new one so it's 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 kind of a fucked up song because he met somebody with his while well, he was with his other girlfriend you know what i mean but oh, I, I think dude, that's what I it just, is i don't think, i don't think it has much of a deeper meaning than that I, I think it, I think I'm, I'm going to fight
0: for it. I think it does. I think when you're walking out, I think when you're walking out of a shit relationship and it's not like we've had failed marriages and all these things in our life, we're still fairly fucking young in the relationship yeah. world. So, so I, I, I think dude, I, I really do. Like the, the last, the last chorus is I think him, him talking to himself, talking to a woman, Talking to a girl that he wants to date. So when he says, so if you want to be with me, again, that guitar part. So if you want to be with me. Oh, so good. And I think he's kind of like smiling to himself, thinking or, or or mimicking, impersonating, pretending, good God, pretending he's talking to somebody. And I think the last line when he says, I really think you like me. Mm-hmm. I think it's him kind of just being like, oh, I can't wait to meet the girl of my dreams. Because this girl's gonna like me, and I like her, and the way he says uh, "me," where he goes "me," <laughs> all of that is like big, piggybacking off of the excitement that he's just feeling, <laughs> wondering what his dream girl is gonna be like, and that's why I think this is like an inner dialogue thing that he's talking to himself. It's, Don't forget Connor. It is. You're better than this.
1: It is. It is an inner monologue, but. He's already met this girl, and and he knows. I don't think that so. I don't think so. No, I, I think he has. Even when he, even the last line, like you said, I really think you like me. I think that's him just being kind of like like childish. Like I don't know. I I think he knows that she does, but he's just kind of being like, not fa- is it facetious? No. What's the what's the word? I'm having a hard time today. This
0: childish, podcast. I guess. It'd be childish a little bit, but I I, I don't I don't I, I don't think he's better yet. I, I think he's hoping that he's going to meet her and I think he's 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 getting like the second wind essentially from leaving a bad relationship and right when he goes out in the rain suddenly everything mm-hmm. changed. I think I think like like he's realized holy fuck man, I'm better than this. I am a better person than this. I don't need this shit. I hope I find somebody better. I don't think he's found her yet. I think he's telling himself, "Here is the person that I want in song form."
1: Uh I'm gonna have to disagree. I, I dis—I disagree with you on that one. I don't like it. I don't like that you disagree with me ever. So well, I'm usually always right. I'm—I'm I'm like 98% right oh, 98 kid. percent right all the time. Oh, that's the two percent. 98 percent right all the time. Two percent are right here. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right, let's play. Let's play a little bit of uh, of the song First Day of My Life." wrap it up and then move on. So here it is from the bright eyes. So listening to the song right now, again, th- there's obviously a stand up bass being played or double bass, yeah. as some might say. Um, but I can't tell if it, if it's a, if it's somebody who's playing it, playing it with a bow or are they playing it just with like their fingers? But it sounds like a bow. And it sounds, I don't think rad. it's a
0: bow. There's no way that it's actually a bow.
1: I, I highly I know, doubt man. these
0: emo kids play with a bow.
1: I don't know man it kind of sounds like a bow it's it's cool though it's it's fucking rad yeah uh man this is uh this is such a fucking beautiful it's a, just a beautiful song I don't give a fuck also okay. hit it it right i mean it's a good it song really is. It, it, it's, it's a, a song
0: that 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 I'd still sing to this day when 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 I'm together with friend of the pod Mike And now you can chime in I, more I often could. than than not. <laughs> When we get together, we ine- inevitably will will sing, sing uh, places you've come eyes. to fear the most. Yeah. Um, bright eyes, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of a lot
1: of songs, a there's lot of bad of songs that you guys sing together, out of key and out of time with one another. Dude, you got to be out of key. <laughs> got I, I love how it's it's just it's always such a mess. Like you guys aren't even in time with each other. It's no. The the passion is there, oh, but the God, delivery is not. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: fucking Maybe funny. this time you will be different. It. I mean, I really think it. you like me. Oh my god, so stupid.
1: <laughs> you know, every every time you've su- you've sung that part, the audio cuts out on Discord. So I, oh, I should it, it picks it up I'm, as I'm, like you're singing because I'm perfectly <laughs> so in tune with what
0: he was doing. Yes. You're lucky. <laughs> lucky.
1: That's my 5B though. I can't believe it's that low. It's such That's a That's my 5B. Nice song.
0: That is the last of the bees that I think is just uh beyond like beyond a bangers? banger. It's 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 perfection.
1: Okay. Well, uh, so you have out of the 10 songs, 9 of them are bees, right?
0: I think they're all bees to be honest. Really? Okay. Okay. Poison Oak is my lowest B.
1: Poison Oak is not a B for me. Okay. That's yeah, um, fine. I I have 5 bees out of the 10 songs.
0: Okay, let's let's, let's keep going with your bees then. Why, Kill bees? Bees. Why, why not your bees well because you only got five and i got
1: nine so well right, no. <laughs> let's it. let's go through every fucking song but no i don't want to do that um so let's get into road to joy the last song that that is my my 3b right here that's your 3b this is a good one right the yeah it's fantastic <laughs> when i when i first listened to it this week uh i thought fuck dude i know this song what is it and i was like i got it." It's Paint It Black from Rolling Stones. And then, and I was like, I just knew it was that. And then I looked it up and no, it's not. It's 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 an interpolation of Beethoven's Ode to Joy. And uh, yeah, so I was wrong. But it's still, but even still, it, Paint It Black you sounds a lot like. You don't fucking know what Ode to Joy is? I know, I know the song. I know after after I realized and you that. And you've taken no, listen, guitar oh lessons God, as a dude. child
0: listen and you don't me. know listen what fucking to Ode to Joy is. Listen to me.
1: After I realized it was Beethoven, I realized, oh, fuck, I know that song right now. But when, when, when I was initially listening to, to this Bright Eyes song, the only thing that was coming to my mind was Pain It Black. And then I just, it was like tunnel vision. That's all I thought about was Pain It Black. But then once I read about, once I read it to the interpolation of, of that Beethoven song, I immediately knew that Beethoven song. It just, it wasn't coming to my mind until I actually read it. But no, it, it, I totally get it now. But it's Anybody kind of that like has
0: ever though. taken any kind of lesson in, in any any instrument, guitar or whatever, yes, yes, yes. knows what o to joy is.
1: Yes, I know, I know. Except for you. I know the fucking song. <laughs> I'm just telling you. My initial <laughs> listen through, I'm like, oh my God, this fucking Painted Black, these fucking cocksuckers stole from Rolling Stones. Even though I don't like Rolling Stones. Um, you like Painted Black, though. I do love Painted Black. That That's the only good Rolling Stones song. Really, it oh. honestly is. Oh. The only good song by them. Um. Besides honor, Maj- Majesty, service. Which right? you also know
0: that that Beethoven like didn't write the original like Ode to Joy poem. It's it's he's wrote the music kind of to that. It's based off an earlier German um, poem or, or
1: thing. Is Beethoven German? He is, or is he? Yeah. A- yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Is he though? He's a dog.
0: It was <laughs> he's a, dog. a dog. I
1: guess. I guess Ludwig is a is a. Yeah. Is a German he was. Name, he was, right?
0: he was. He was German. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't know. I I'm always pretty thought he was like fucking English. positive he was German.
0: Yeah. I don't know why he keep German. saying he's English, but yeah. No, he's for sure not English. English. Beethoven. English. Yeah, he is Beethoven. Beethoven. In, 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 in German accent
1: post like 1940, I guess. <laughs> he was born in Bonn. That's the city of, city of Bond? Bonn. Bonn. B O N N. City on the banks of the Rhine in the German state of North Rhine. Yeah, baby. Yep. Rhine River. Ryan River, yeah. Anyway, Road to Joy, Ode to Joy. It makes sense. the The name makes sense, but whatever.
0: You actually uh, have uh, O to Joy on the vinyls.
1: I the, do. The, I do the I actual have this, one I have that you have not disc.
0: listened to. It's it's oh, part I of Beethoven's uh, Ninth Symphony, and you not, uh, you've not you've clearly not listened to it. And your your not. copy is something that I really really want because it's a very it's special fucking dope. dope
1: that I got for two dollars, right? Or maybe you got it I for think, free. I think you got it for free. Yeah, I think Desi gave it to me for free. It's a fucking rad vinyl. It's too. fucking so
0: cool. And the fact that you have not listened to it yet irritates <laughs> me. So I'll just take it off your hands because I don't want well, that That's not going to happen.
1: That's not going to happen. I, I'll okay. listen to it soon. I just always oh, forget yeah. about oh, it. Yeah. Got to remind me. You got to remind me every week. I'm reminding you right now. And then remind me next week. Okay. To listen to it. But anyway, right. back to uh, Road to Joy. What, what do you think of this one? I
0: mean, obviously, this this tune that dan 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 I didn't even know how to sing it because everyone knows oh to Joy" except for you. So, like, this is an interpolation of the 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 tune "Ode to Joy," <laughs> and and that's what that's what they're doing here. It's cool, man. It's got a cool drum beat, just outside of the basic little kick drum here. The doof 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 do There's a lot of cool heavy distorted guitars leads mm-hmm. that, that like just make noise. Even before he says "make noise," this kind of like bam bam ring him out a little bit. But then after the make some noise part, man, everyone just goes wild and crazy,
1: and it's a does. cool way to
0: end the album. It's a cool way to end the album. On that note, um, and then, dude, it doesn't happen often, like very, very rarely. But like speaking the album name, as you as you mic drop out, ooh, <laughs> that's some shit right there. That it's is some cool rad, as yeah. shit, right? Is it cool? Yeah,
1: it was cool. Yeah.
0: God damn, that's fucking cool. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I'm wide awake it's morning. Mic drop. I'm out. I'm, oh, Wow.
1: And I I'm guess it getting. kind of I guess it kind of goes along with your uh your your theory of everything being a rebirth, you know. Ending the record with that line, I'm wide awake it's morning.
0: Oh, I got a whole slew of lyrics and and and, and dives <laughs> that I'm going to get into once you are done um talking <laughs> about how you thought thing is paint black cover
1: whatever you're oh. saying.
0: Oh, God.
1: I'm just telling you a story. I know the. Fucking it was a good Beethoven story. It was song. funny. It was a funny story. I, I know comedy. the Beethoven yeah. song.
0: The Beethoven, sure. The Mozart, Beethoven, the Vivaldi's, yes. sure.
1: Yeah, I know them all. I know everything. Because <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> but I, I do. I like, like I agree with you on the, the, the kind of build up and, the bridge, and then it just kind of explodes with the trumpet, and it's just the, the trumpet was the, the biggest surprise for me on this entire record. Like it, it was It was, it was thrown in very sporadically, but when it was in a song. It really made it made that song stand apart from the others, and it was it, it was a nice touch, right? It did, yeah. It was a nice How touch; it was never weird. overdone. The, this was the, really the only song where there was like a, a trumpet solo, if you really want to call it a solo. It was this is the only time it ever actually shined. Was at the, it was at the end of this song, and I thought it was so fucking rad. I'm like, God damn, yeah. dude! Connor can write. He could probably write some really cool. I don't want say prog rock, but just orchestra some really cool music. He could rock, probably write for an rock orchestra. Songs. Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't know about that, dude. What? Um, but I, th- I feel like Connor can make some really cool, big rock music, like really big rock songs. And he, right now, he has the fucking greatest drummer in the world in his band. Well, That's just. That's just. I don't. I don't name a better why? drummer. Name a drum. No, I'm saying. Like
0: why? Like why? Why do we, He doesn't need that. Why do we got to do that? Oh yeah. yeah. Why okay, does okay. he
1: have to that? I think that's silly. Lyrically, what do you, what do you got on this one?
0: Uh geez, here we go. Here we go. Here we Full go. S- Circle. We go. This one's we about go. living in a shit world, being grateful for it, and understanding that it's never too late to change. Again, I said earlier that that he understands that um I guess I'll just go bye bye, whatever. Shit world, right? He talked yeah. about how how now this world is shit throughout the album. And specifically here the religion thing. He talks about his parents were really religious, but they slept in different houses. Um, because they hated each other and God forbid you get a fucking eh, get it, God forbid you get a divorce. Um starting wars and being so entrenched in them that you don't even mm-hmm. know like how they fucking started but because of machismo and, and the war attitude, like this is how it's gonna end with us, I'm gonna finish it. Like kind of poking fun at world that I wars and this is a whole time during the Bush administration and he yeah. was not a he was not the biggest fan of uh of Bush. Definitely not. So uh, you know, there, there's that, but that's like living in a shit world. But there's a grateful part. He literally talks about being grateful. It's a little tongue in cheek, but it's there. He knows he doesn't have a great voice to be like a large scale singer like Elton John's or, or your, your Miley Cyrus's or your Regina Spector's. Um, but he can still make really great music, and and he knows John that he Miley understands Cyrus. that. Okay. <laughs>
1: those are names i would not have expected you to throw around throw around even in like in a sarcastic way elton john yeah. definitely is is a
0: guy that that has has a, a very very great voice a little mm-hmm. a little bland a little pop a little uh, but great nonetheless great songs too honestly like like dude like like dude would slay a karaoke wherever he went like <laughs> he would just he would just slay any song <laughs> Um, But then like the last part of this is, Is the rebirth Like understanding that it's not too late to change The beginning and end of the song The sun Him focusing so much on the sun Again Not just in this song But other songs too The color yellow The album art The little yellow bird from over here The sun represents new beginnings That's what it That's what it fucking Inherently represents Throughout various cultures Throughout various Time periods And then he says I'm wide awake it's morning That's him starting a new day Probably a shit day but at least he has a soft glimmer of hope about it. And I think that's fucking so goddamn fantastic because we start the album with a soft glimmer of hope. Yeah, we're going to die, but don't worry. It's fine. And then we end the album with a soft glimmer of hope. Yeah, mm. this, tomorrow's probably going to be shit too, but don't worry. It'll be
1: fine. I'm still, I'm still taking this in a more negative God negative damn, man. thing because i i think even with the last line being i'm wide awake it's morning it's still just repeating more of the the same bullshit i agree with you it's him it's his criticisms of, of war homelessness violence crime drugs this and that and and i agree too it's it's kind of some of the word, some of the things he says are a little tongue-in-cheek and sarcastic like you know i have my drugs i have my woman some, whatever he says in that like second or third verse you know um but It's just—it's very, very cynical, and and I don't think there are very many positive things in this song. And it's just kind of him realizing every day he wakes up to the same bullshit, and it's never going to change. It's just kind of realizing it and just kind of going along with it because there's literally nothing he could do. I don't—I don't think there's change, and it can change, but it doesn't. And And he knows it changes. No, I don't. I don't think so. Not at least not in this song. I don't. I don't think so. I think he's just kind of used to the mundane, not mundane, but used to the the craziness of the world and the craziness of society, and he accepts it in a very, very cynical way. I don't think there's really anything positive about this. It's just more about acceptance.
0: That comes in acceptance too. That comes in with with acknowledging the insignificance of our lives, but not the meaninglessness of it. When he says that he could have been like a famous singer, I mentioned earlier, if he had a better voice. But like failure's always been a better thing for him. So let's when he says, Let's fuck it let's up, fuck boys, up, boys, make some noise. Like that's that's the insignificance of his life, but not the meaninglessness of it. Let's fuck it up, boys. Make some noise shows that he has a positivity. He says, Yeah, I'm not a fucking great singer, but I still have fun with the boys. I still have fun with my friends. I still have a great time being a musician. That is a glimmer of hope. And you gotta like you gotta really get into these glimmers of hope because that's why he puts them there. They're not there just, just because he's a bad songwriter. They are there because he purposely puts them there to make it seem like, yeah, the world is shit, 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 shit. But there's little glimpses of hope. And that's why the album opened up with a guy, a complete stranger, comforting somebody as they're both going to fucking die. That's what it's about. That's what's happening.
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Why do okay, that? I why I...
0: do that? There's I no reason or, or for it,
1: or it's just like him realizing. Like, I know you. I know you said you know. But then why is how, he so positive? Insign- I understand where you're saying. Like, you know, he feels so insignificant, but life isn't meaningless. But I, I feel like it's everything on this is sarcastic, even even at the bottom of everything. Yeah, the it's the the monologue is about you know the the guy telling the stranger that you know he he loves her or whatever she's very loved whatever you know. But I feel like it's it's done very sarcastically. It's like it, go, it just goes to show like it doesn't matter what anyone says. Like they could tell you how much they love you or how much they care about you. But in the end, it doesn't fucking matter. Nothing matters. I'm taking a much more cynical and negative approach yeah, for to sure. this entire record because I feel like that's what it is. I, I feel like any sort of glimmer of hope is him just being sarcastic or tongue in cheek. 100% that's what it is.
0: But then why even put it in there, though? Why even put it in there? If you are just gonna make fun of somebody for that, and Connor is not that type of person, especially at this time, you know? though How do he you was know? not like because you uh, can watch interviews and live performances. of this. He's cried I, playing these songs. I used he to fucking not... hang
1: out with Connor back in like two thousand four, and I mean I went through all this stuff when I used to hang out with him and talk to him. He it was not he
0: was, dude, he would cry playing these songs. He is not like a, like a a, a a facetious dude. This is him. You can ask him when you fucking see him next. Apparently.
1: I actually I, I did talk to him last month and I think we're gonna hang out and probably go get go to a bar or something in the next couple months and I'll I'll talk to him about this record. We should have had him okay. on the pod. You talk to him about this fucking record, god damn it.
0: <laughs> I do. I, I I'm sticking <laughs> to it. I don't even care. That's that's what I got out of this. Okay, I that's like fine. it. That's I, fine. I like I like that you've got nothing but but uh but dark days and, and oh, I don't that's fine. He does that's great. Oh you he put words not. in his mouth, that's great.
1: Well, I I didn't put the words there. I mean, he he literally put the words there, because he wrote them.
0: Words are see like words. Words are like bullets. bullets.
1: Yes, 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 yes. All right, let's let's play a little bit of uh, "Road to Joy" from uh, the Beethoven's. So here it is. Road to Joy. There you go. Paint it black from Ludwig von von Beethoven. Ludwig Led- Beethoven? Not I don't know. Long, long,
0: bottom, long, long Bottom View Beethoven, yes. Long, long
1: Bottom View. <laughs> yes, Long Bottom View Beethoven. Oh, man. All right, so yeah, there you go. Great great song. Great fucking song. God damn, what a fucking
0: banger of a song. What a way to close out an album. Again, regardless of, of, of how we feel about uh, the, the meaning, the interpretation, to end an album with the name of the album... I cannot think of school. any fucking record that does that.
1: Nah, I'm sure there are some we
0: just, I'm put on the can't. spot here, so obviously, yeah, if we dug into it, we could probably find it. But God, man, that is like the ultimate mic drop right there. That is
1: so fucking cool. That is, is. so rad. It really is. It really, really is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kidding like a schoolgirl over here. <laughs> you fucking
1: love Connor Ogers. Oh, He's your man, boy. Man. Dude. Oh man, man. I don't I just I don't get the obsession. He's good, but he's not like. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Okay. Walt. <laughs> Walt. All right. Uh, so, are are we good with uh, Road to Joy? Good to move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you got for? Uh, or what, what do you want to? What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> That's it for your Bs, right? You no, one, no, no. I, I have one more B. What's your other bee? Uh, another traveling song.
0: Oh, that's my 4B. Oh, let's get into this. Goddamn good. What do you got on this one? Dude, this is a very cool rock and roll country jam. Honestly, you could take out Connor and insert any big time country artist and have them just sing the same fucking thing. And this would be a number one country hit. Like, granted, you know, it's basic country fucking catchy, but it would be a number one country hit. I swear to you. I promise you. This I promise you.
1: (laughs) Like that fucking Backstreet Boy song. Ah, that's a that's not a very good Backstreet Boy song. They have some good songs. <laughs> it's don't they? not. Yeah, they, have a, lot of, they not have
0: a They song. have more bad songs than good songs. But oh, I, I, I like I like Emmylou Harris, her background vocals so much better in this God. one. They're killer I mean, on this one, dude. She she finally I don't want to say finally because I don't, I don't listen to her music. I don't know if she's great or not, but I I think she does a great job at propping him up. And this yeah. is the one that I, yeah. I alluded to earlier. We have a piano and an organ. There's two of the same mm-hmm. fucking instruments, essentially. One is just more obnoxious than the other. Won't say which one. No, just say which one. I want to know. They're throwing, out, they're throwing out sound, and both are discernible because they're doing different well, things. Well, I don't know about that, dude. And accentuating different parts of the song. That's what they're doing. The organ is coming in when when, when things drop, and the piano's kind of doing that like ragtime, bluesy thing. They're both doing something vastly unique. Love it. I love that you can. Oh my god, they're fucking massive instruments, and you You throw them in there.
1: You probably hate the organ because I know you hate the organ on the Blink song. Um, It's windy, clear. I just can't stand the organ. It's just stupid. (laughs) I I fucking love the organ. I think. Oh god, dude. Do you like it? Do you like it on this song too? I do. I I can see where it could it could be a little annoying because. The organ, the the note that it's playing sounds very similar to like a train horn, so that's like playing through a lot of the song. So I can get why that can be obnoxious in this song, but the organ's a fucking rad instrument and it sounds awesome in almost every song, especially "Windy Clear" from Blink One Eighty Two. It's just a cheap fucking piano. Just play the piano. A then. cheap piano. It's the OG piano. Cheap piano. Get the fuck out of here! That's dude. That's silly boy talk uh but this is like one of the, the the very unique songs on this record there there's nothing on it on the on the album that sounds like this it's uh it's very upbeat it's very folky it's it sounds like a train with the with the guitar the guitar strumming and and the kind of the chicka chickas and everything like that you know it's has that i don't even know i don't even, it has to be called something that style cuz a lot of bands do it where it sounds like a train rolling along
0: that yeah, kind of percussive this is americana element.
1: Is it, it? Would this be considered Americana?
0: Americana is literally just like a, like an amalgam, like, amalgamation chuk, 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 chuk. of just like a lot of yeah. different early American tune and 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 sounds. That's what this yeah. song is. That's what this fucking album is. It's it's unbelievable how how Americana this album is, and it's just it's it's classified as like indie rock or or, or like emo, and it's like no, dude, this is this is pitted up against. I mean, like, I'm gonna be blasphemous here, but this is pitted up against like some of like the cool like older tunes of like Woody Guthrie and and Arlo and and, and Bob Dylan's like this, like songwriting wise. What what is happening here? What is going on in this in this album? Yeah, this is everything. <laughs> this is this is what this is what music is all about. Just taking a little bit of everything, taking a little bit of what you like, your likes, your dislikes, and then putting it into something new.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And again, you're the right.
0: only other band that I've ever heard do so much justice to, like, Americana music, which when I said, like, Americana, again, it's just, like, you listen to a lot of Delta blues, you listen to a lot of early Western, a lot of early country, you listen to a lot of, like, early rhythm and blues music, and you create a, a genre based off of all of those. The only, other ba- the only other band that I've heard do it real justice is The Grateful Dead.
1: That's so interesting because it's like I've had such a hard time getting into that band, and I know I I know like everything about them is shit that I like, but I I don't know what it is where I cannot connect with them. I, I think this week
0: I I've, I've realized that the reason I like them so much, and I just can't can't believe it's been so long is because like again I like going to camp, singer songwriter stuff where I only have a guitar, therefore I can only play. X amount of songs that I know, that somebody else has taught me, like yeah. that folk style playing, that Bob Dylan style playing. I can play a lot of Bob Dylan songs on the guitar because they're all the fucking same. Yeah,
1: true.
0: but they're all good. But like no, that's, that, that's that's what the Grateful Dead kind of do. They they can do all of that. They can take all of that, but then add like really kind of cool jammed psychedelic elements to it. And Connor does the same thing without the jam parts.
1: There's a couple parts in here that are a little jammy. For like a minute, twenty seconds. Uh no, there's really not. Well maybe yeah. maybe Road to Joy would be the only song that is kind of jammy. And Fuck it's only it because up, of that boys. bridge. Some noise. Yeah, that that's really the only song that is jammy at all. Or maybe the um the, the acoustic guitar solo in at the bottom. Dude, the
0: lyrics so I'm going back here to to, to, to Connor here. The, the the
1: the lyrics to
0: another traveling song uh, the opening line of this song is so dope, okay? It's like the Emo Kids version of that shitty fucking Brian Adams song where he says, like, I bought my first six string. Oh, God, fucking, I hate that song so whatever much. Whatever that fucking dump. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. That song oh, sucks, dude. That song is terrible.
1: <laughs> but I hear that's it like, at
0: work so much when I'm there. <laughs> oh. Anybody that God. likes Brian Adams, I just can't stand them as a person. I don't even care. <laughs> DF. Um, but like I think the song is is overall a more sad driven song, mostly about songwriting and putting like his experiences and thoughts into musical form, and how difficult it is on him uh, to constantly push himself for either us like the listener, or or, or just because it's what he does, right? Like poets yeah. get a poet. That's what he fucking does. And I think this is, I like this idea because we don't often see the inside workings of writing music especially like pertaining to how strenuous it is on the writer. Like mm-hmm. we hear a lot of like, Oh, you know, fucking Sabbath had to go to a fucking castle and write music. Cause it was so difficult on them. Like, no, <laughs> the fucking who gives a shit. No it fucking wasn't. It was a drug fueled time where they just happened to come out at a time where none of the music sounded like what they were putting out. So no matter what they did, it was going to sound fantastic. But mm-hmm. this is, you know, 45 years later. I mean, I eh, ish uh, give like or take
1: thirty, twenty-five, thirty 30 25 30 years later yeah it was not 20 years later bro I it was said like 25 years later. I said 25 or 25
0: years, years later what was that
1: 1975 70 yeah 75 this came this out, came out so 30 years so roughly 30 years, 30 years. okay yeah. so I was so 25 with to 35 well, well, I was closer no, with the I, 40 I said, years I also 25 said 25 years. to 30, 30 I said 25 to 30 years you said that's what 15 to exactly 5 years I did not say it was stupid Fifteen to five years you fucking idiot. <laughs> I like I
0: I, I just I, I like that idea. I like that idea. I like the idea of of getting into like the psyche of a writer. And we see it with movies, right? Like we see it with like remember the movie Misery with with yeah. Kathy Bates? Yeah. Right? I remember that movie. Like a writer trying to finish a story, but like it turns fucking sour. It turns weird. I'm not a writer, I don't read books. I don't know who the fuck a book is. I don't know I don't the know fuck, what the a, fuck quail a quail is. is. <laughs> so uh, it's so like the I I don't know I I just I've never I shouldn't say never I don't recall any other lyricist writing music that kind of like show me what it's like the toll it takes on a lyricist. I can point out movies yeah. about the toll it takes on a writer because that, I think that was like the whole tongue and cheek thing about misery was the toll it takes on on was it Stephen King's writing?
1: Yeah. So Stephen I King,
0: I, yeah. I I think that's what's happening there. But you don't see it a lot with like like writing lyrics. We see yeah. people like like yeah. lyricists, and we we kind of just see them as like, oh yeah, they fucking wrote a good lyric. But like, what does it take, man? And this is the song that it, that it shows us. It was strenuous. It was hard. It's difficult. Does he do it for our benefit? For his benefit?
1: I don't think he knows. I like see, that. Yeah, I had I had a hard time with this song. I I, I really couldn't figure out what the song was about. Really, I. I I wrote that down. I, I have no idea, really, what he's talking about. I, I made a guess, I and mean, I thought maybe it was him talking about changing his path in life, whatever that may be. I don't know, musically, personally, emotionally, whatever. You know, it could be something like that, and how terrifying it can be, and then how some people may not understand why he's making that change. You know, musically, like going in a mu- different musical direction, going in a different direction in life to where he's not. Maybe such a party, or maybe he's going to be have like a cleaner life, or or whatever it may be. But this—that's like a just—it's a real, real loose interpretation, I guess, on on this song. I I just could not figure this one out. Okay. For whatever reason, I I, I was kind of stumped. But also, I'm not a lyric man, so I don't know. Yeah. I I don't. Awesome I don't
0: yeah, I also what? I also love the line when he says my thoughts come in pairs. Mm-hmm. Man, that's like one of my favorite lines on the album. It's such a cool way of showing us like just how often he battles every decision he makes, whether it be yeah. like what do you want for breakfast, and like we all do the same fucking thing, right? Like should I do this? Should I not do this? A pros and cons list. It's like yeah. this is I, my thoughts come in pairs. It's just a throwaway line that means so much. Yeah,
1: and again, constantly second guessing yourself.
0: Exactly, going yeah. back into like the concept of the album like rebirth. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? I don't know, man. I
1: mm.
0: it's, it's a good one.
1: Well, I don't know about that, dude. Oh, so good, dude. So good. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good song. It really, really is a good song. Um. All right, so we have anything? Oh, let's let's play. It. Fuck it, let's play the song a little bit. I so, I still I still have my three B. We haven't gotten to my three B yet. Okay, so, so let's play this song. We'll get into your 3B. A little bit of another traveling song from uh, The Bright Eyes. Good stuff, man. That, I, I that really was your like this song. That was your 5B, you said? That is my five and last B on the radio. Oh. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we
0: go. Whoa, here, here we, we go. go. Whoa.
1: Whoa. Well, I don't know about that, dude. So what do you got? What, what's your 3B?
0: Landlocked Blues is my 3B.
1: Landlocked Blues. Wow, that's... Damn. that's Okay, that's fine. That is a not nice a B for you. Song. That's fine. No, it's not. It's a that's nice fine. sad song. Just the guitar. Just Connor, uh, Emmy Lou. I think it's Emmy right? If
0: walk away, I'll walk away. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's it's a very stripped damn, down dude. song, man. There's some very trumpets and down. strings, but dude, it yeah. builds perfectly. I I I love this. I love this specific chord progression. I love it a lot. It's it's extremely melodic. If I was a uh, if I was a well trained musician man, I would probably tell you this is some like like iodian thing, or I don't know the fuck it is, but it's a good chord progression, and I'm sure it's something but um I don't know, we have some like like basic we we have something so basic and just adding background vocals, which in this case, you can really hear like how good she is at harming because mm. holy fuck man. She she really props him up. He's not a great singer. He can hold a tune. He can carry a tune. He can kind of like like draw out those notes fine. Yeah. But she is a great singer based off of just this album. She's a great singer and knows how to harm and prop him up to make him sound better. Oh, And totally. this is the song that I for sure thought like that. Oh, holy shit, bro. Like she's really, really good. You chose a good artist and Lou Harris again I don't know anything about her other than her records aren't worth fucking dick so that's so bizarre <laughs> to me like I, I want to get into her but she's made so many fucking records I don't know where to start
1: yeah but what would well, have been so cool if if they had made this entire record together had she been on every single song harmonized with them maybe not really had so many uh, lead parts by her but just was more there just to just to harmonize, really. I, I think this record could have been something even better than what it is. And she's I really I, I, I,
0: I agree. I, I I think like maybe because she's a great singer in her, her solo career, that's why she's able to harm so well. But damn, she's she harms she harms well. She mm-hmm. harms well. And like structurally, the song's very blues inspired, right? It's almost entirely verses, yeah. Only a couple choruses. There's a few parts like for solos to to kind of throw in there, but but this is a very like blues kind of uh, inspired uh, structurally song.
1: Yeah, going oh, along I, things I like in the Americana thing, and and it makes sense with the lyrics too because I mean it, this is about this is about a breakup, post breakup heartbreak. Really, that I mean every blues song is about heartbreak, and this is this is like a straight up blues song. I mean that's why it's called landlocked blues, but um, it it all goes hand in hand. I got I got I got a lot here. You ready for this? Let's do this. Yeah. What do you, you got? Ready for this? Oh. Well, I was born ready. will I don't know about that.
0: Ultimately, I think this song is about feeling stuck in life, with only with the only certainty being death. The only power we have, like to our own life, really is just to walk away. Whether yeah. like like, like, we, like we hear him talk about about. Like when we die, we'll be free from the language and the shackles of time, whatever. And with the future like ever changing and, and nothing being static, all we can do is just not let the negativity get to us, even if it means walking away from things we really care about. And again, that's why I think the overall concept is, is a glimpse of, of hope, a of glimpse of of, uh, of positivity. This is it. And and But even like in this sort of like simplicity, there's a selfish tone to it while he's making love on the floor there's a war raging on TV and then why Mm -hmm. even bring it up unless you feel bad about it or why even bring it up? If you think it's just fucking relevant or you don't care about it, like even to the point where the combatants on TV admit that if they walk away, we'll walk away. But this line is a throwaway line. It's missed because of a, of a temporary lust Connor has or, or that we're infatuated by, by the lovemaking that's going on, on the floor. Like, we forget about what's happening. That brings about, like, the idea that we are human. We are fallible. We make mistakes. We have a hard time, like, doing anything without consequence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think that, like, plays into the fact that, like, there is rebirth. There is hope for us. We are shitty, shitty people. We live in a shitty society. Thing, yeah. But there is hope for us. We can get out of this. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week. Maybe not ever. But baby steps. Maybe not ever. But it's still there. I I also like the wordplay too. I'm like, no man is an island, right? All these old fucks say that. No man is an island. But here we have like landlocked blues. The complete like antithesis of that. No man is an island. Yeah, no man is an island. We need fucking people. We need a community. But now he has his landlocked blues. He's surrounded by people, and he still feels like shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, Connor, god damn, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with, like, more things as I talk about it.
1: You're just popping up? I love when that happens, too. Pop-up
0: video, dude. This is like VH1. You are here first, Kurt Loder.
1: Wow, it's like, you just threw out a lot of references. Jesus Christ. Within five <laughs> seconds, you threw out, like, four different things. God. <laughs> It's true.
0: It's true. Uh, yeah, did he see talking about like all these things though? And, and I just I I am I'm just I'm coming up with this more and more stuff and it, I think it is it's fantastic. God, I love this. I,
1: I I I understand it. I feel like this is a record that I need to sp- if I really really want to get more into the lyrics, I need to spend more time with it. I really do. I mean, you you and Mike have listened to this countless times. You know, I I listened to it three times this week. You know, you,
0: you got to, and doing the podcast, you know, like we do a lot of stupid shit and I don't, I don't like pretend that, uh, that any of the stupid shit lyrics we do are, are anything more than just stupid shit lyrics, throwaway lyrics. I do think he is saying something here. I I do think he's, he's, he's being, he's being so honest that, that it relates to everybody. And, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to reiterate the, the I guess I'm i in my rap, my my rucka wrap up now. Are I we wrapping this up? Are we going there?
1: We only have like three songs left. Oh, that's true. Okay, two we, songs so, left. I mean, do we not want to play this song?
0: Well Train It in water. is my six B, and then we are nowhere in this now. It's my eight B.
1: All right. Well, I mean, the, the, then then let's wrap it up. Yeah. Right? Whatever. I feel like I'm already I've already got the momentum going. Okay. Then go. Like yeah. Train. Go, go, like go. Like a go, train. Go, yeah. <laughs> I interrupted. Choo choo! That's what train does. Choo choo! Why do trains don't even go choo choo? I don't know why people say that. They used to. Did they? Yeah, it used to be like a whistle thing. Yeah, because there was so much steam going through going through those metal I pipes. Hear, like,
0: I don't hear like 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 the personification of like choo choo. I I just hear like a loud whistle, and now I just hear a very very fucking loud obnoxious train horn.
1: Well, because the horns now aren't based off of like steam. It's like an actual like horn like an air horn but back in the 1800s it was like steam because there were steam power coal power or yeah steam and coal powered trains so she went like whoop, whoop, yeah like that because it was yeah. it was the sound of the steam or the the smoke going through the metal pipes the metal tubes i'm not a train guy i don't have models not like you dude i don't you're like i was you're never like uh no i was never you're like, like
0: captain holt over here i'm like i'm like
1: uh <laughs> you're like terry, like terry cruz yeah <laughs>
0: like a taco shack in the middle of the
1: board <laughs> and then he criticizes him because what if it rains are there no are there no uh, uh like what, what is it no gutters or anything like that is the water just
0: gonna? Is, is there no way for like like the like the water to drain from the hat and he's like i don't know i don't know
1: <laughs> and then he just kind yeah. of looks, looks at him and he goes huh. he just makes that like condescending laugh or scoff and I, think, I, think, I think Captain
0: Holt uses the word facsimile I think he says the, What are you talking about? This is an actual facsimile of an actual train yard <laughs> Who the fuck even says facsimile? Dude, that's a stupid fucking <laughs> word that nobody says Unless you're a robot <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think like, like overall this oh, album is, is, is I'm going to reiterate it Do This it. is an album about, uh, about the ins- insignificant I don't, I don't know why I have such trouble saying that word Say it, insignificant Insignificant Insignificant. I have to really Your think about that. Insignificant as ever
1: rebellion. Insignificant rebellion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, this album is about the insignificance of our life. There we go. I said it slow again. But not like the <laughs> meaninglessness of it. Like, like, just because we are nothing does not mean we are nothing to everybody. There is something there. And I think overall, it's a very sad, melancholy album. That starts and ends on a positive note. I'm wide awake. It's morning. Morning. Sun. Rebirth. Mm, going in with it. Mm-hmm. You can start over. And like we've all done still to this day. Like we've all done. We all do. Like I'm going to oh, start doing this tomorrow. I'm going to start doing this tomorrow. I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow. I'm going to start working out tomorrow. I'm going to be nicer to my, to my fucking mom when you're like 15, right? Like you mm-hmm. set small goals. Beast arm tomorrow. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's what we do. Like you better yourself day by day by day. You take it minute by minute, hour by hour. Nothing wrong with that. That is how you it's baby steps. Oh, right. I think he right. I, I think he acknowledges that. I think it'd be really cool at some point to do like digital ash to see how that contrasts or Ooh, like compares yeah. to this one. I think that'd be really fucking cool. But but for this one, I I, I think like musically god man the guy like nailed americana as far as like americana groups are concerned like grateful dead i think take the cake there they they just incorporate everything that was americana up until the 60s 70s and 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 connor connor took it a step further he incorporated all the uh all the have-nots all the forgotten, all the hot topic kids all of the uh all the emo dorks all the jocks all the all the goths, all the people that, that are in some marginalized group, good or bad. Mm-hmm. I think he took them all and, and threw them all into this album. And whether or not you, you think that that the lyrics mean something or don't mean anything, I don't think he fucking knows. But I think, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I really don't. Like, he probably
1: doesn't even fucking know. No, well, I think he does. He wrote the goddamn songs and the goddamn lyrics. No. Yeah,
0: that's not that's not necessarily true. Just because you wrote the fucking lyrics doesn't mean like you even know what the fuck you've even talking about.
1: That's what that makes no fucking sense.
0: What do you mean? It makes no sense. It's 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 an emotional reaction. Words are just like bullets. <laughs> no, for real. L- words are just things <laughs> that come out of your mouth at the time that sound good, whether it be because you're emotional all the time. Do you ever say things when you're drunk? You're like, Oh, I probably should have said that. I'm a fucking asshole. You well, tell yeah. me you never said that. No, oh, okay. We so like, yeah. okay. So like, but you you obviously don't mean those things, and it, it's just it's something you said because you're just being a fucking dick. You are trying to hurt somebody, or you're just super drunk. You don't even you know what the fuck you're doing. Words don't always have to mean exactly what you like. You think they are. That's fucking. That's the whole. Uh, what well, what is it? The 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 question is said Alice right when she was talking to Tweedledee and Tweedledum oh on on, God, on through Looking Glass.
1: <laughs> you're jumping so much. Yeah, i mean it's great It, it it's great <laughs> i love saying. how you're just connecting all these all these things it's uh,
0: that was that was the fucking that was the big quote from from uh alice through the looking glass that was i yeah. was humpty alice was talking to Humpty dumpty humpty and dumpty no. humpty dumpty
1: twiddle d and twiddle dumb
0: no the no, in the original she's talking oh, humpty oh dumpty. okay
1: okay okay yeah
0: But like Humpty Dumpty said something along the lines of like, when I use a word, it's because I want that word to mean exactly what I think it means. And then Alice like, like retorts, she chimes back, she, she, she claps back with like, the question is whether or not you can make words mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, well, then he said something else after that, that was insignificant to my, to my high school brain that I just didn't care But that's true. Like words don't have one meaning. You can say anything you want in a way that makes it mean something else. Uh, That's true.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Anything you say, like words are just are are so fucking they're they're like clay. They're like play-doh. They mean anything you want them to mean. And here, I think it means something that I don't even think like Connor even fucking realize what is happening here. I think this is this is so far beyond his scope of, of writing lyrics because he's never done anything like this before or anything beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Musically, he's tried to recapture this with like Casa like Dega and stuff. Like, like, musically, he's tried to do this stuff again, but nothing conceptual like this.
1: This is. But I mean, also, we, we don't know. It's not like we went back and broke down the lyrics on every single record. He that may is have. True. So it, it could be that, that every record is like this. The we only thing, the that. only
0: thing that I'm, the only one that I'm, I'm really interested in is, is digital ash. I'm wondering if that's the same as as, as this one, but the songs really aren't there. there the songs
1: just aren't there. They really not.
0: you have to go. I think you, and, have, to go, I think you a, have
1: to go into digital digital ash with a different mindset. I think you're you're so stuck on this Americana, this whole kind of vibe, for lack of a better word, um, of this record. That that you're not giving Digital Ash a fair shake. I really, I really think that that's what it is. And also, you're you're thinking, okay, this is a double album. It should kind of coincide with it, or be something completely opposite. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that.
0: But it's no, that's not that's not entirely accurate. Yes, I will say that I'm not giving Digital Ash its fair shake. But I have listened to Digital Ash over the course of high school, right? Because it came out in high school. Over the course of high school till now. I've, li- I've I've listened to Digital Ash probably 25 times. I think okay. it's a good album yeah. through and through. I listened to it a lot of fucking times. Yes, my musical tastes have grown. Everything has, has, has grown for me. What I want in music has been more specified. Specified? Is that make it, is that a word? Uh, has become more specific. Oh, look at you! See, is that, is that the right? words are like bullets. Words are okay, like look bullets. at you! You are yeah. a wordsman. You are a wordsmith. Uh, always, yeah, I, Forever. I, always. I, I, I mean, this is all this is all leading towards a perfect score for me. I, I, I think Whoa, Connor, Jesus Christ, that's that's stupid. That silly boy thinks. I, I, silly boy I, I thinks. Think, <laughs> silly boy thinks. I think I think he did something here that um, for sure, like the the emo community, because this is not this is not like an emo record. But, like, Bright Eyes is an emo band. They're, yeah. they're a band that's kind of, like, associated with, like, the emo phase. Like, the indie rock emo phase of, like, the 2000s. But this record is nothing like that. This is a very folk, very alternative country, almost, sounding record. And I think he he, he set out to do something. He did it better than anybody's ever done it.
1: Okay. All right. Better so than can, anybody's ever done it. So so people listening if you if you don't know our our rating system our world famous rating system three is a perfect album uh two is a two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album to give it a shot and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard so you you just gave us a perfect three out of three Uh,
0: honestly like if if we had a ranking higher than a three i would i would give it that dude you're just so
1: that's just so stupid
0: I really would. Uh, we Ugh. we literally just went through how great this is musically, lyrically, tonally. Yeah, but it's structurally, still not. conceptually. Like it's what? Still you, what, not what more? That. How many more? How many more Lees do you want? <laughs> I give you Bruce Lee. Fuck yeah, I got Lees You're on generally. my head, but don't call me a Lee head. <laughs> 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 how many more Lees All do right. you need?
1: <laughs> All right. um... My final thoughts on this record. Just drown. Just drown what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, from now on, whenever I Where's hear somebody this? that's going to shit talk something I love, I'm going to just drown.
1: That's stupid. So fucking disrespectful. <laughs> I don't <even> care. Just,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just drown. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. This record is, uh, this is a record that is, I think, largely, um, popular because of nostalgia. It is good. It It is a good record. But if you weren't there, if you didn't like it when it came out, when you were of a certain age, like, you know, in your teens, I don't feel like you would have the same reaction, the same, the same feelings toward it. Um, I was never into this style of music, really. So I, I just I I didn't I didn't care. Um, like I said, this is maybe the fucking fifth time I've ever heard this record in its entirety, maybe. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have that. I'm not much of a lyric man. I do think he is a good lyricist, um, but I just I just I don't I don't really get it. I don't. I, it doesn't it doesn't have that same. It doesn't give me that same feeling like like a lot of bands do. And musically, it's good, but I don't... I think it's cool that, that he mixes so many genres together, but I don't think he does any of them particularly well, which is fine. You don't have to do that. But I feel like even the the, the, the mixing of them all isn't done perfectly perfectly. Uh, it's just, I never grew up on this style. Like you, you, you kept saying like, because you went to camp, you grew up on, on all the folk stuff. And that's why you like Bob Dylan. And that's why you like grateful dead now. And and so on and so forth. I didn't grow up with that. So I don't have that same sort of feeling, that same sort of nostalgia, that same, that like all of that, that same upbringing really. Uh, so I just, I can't, I can't give this a perfect three. I really can't. There, there's no way. I'm I'll give it a solid two out of three though. Solitude. oh damn that's I. Re- i like okay. the songs i oh. like the, I like most of the songs I understand where they fit in in music history I feel like it's important i Connor Oberst means so much to so many people I get that i told i totally understand why especially going through his lyrics this week I totally totally get it i just it's not for me and i overall i think it's it's could be very boring at times. Okay. So I'm okay. gonna give it a two out of three. I would never get this on vinyl. I wouldn't get. Oh. I would not get any Bright Eyes on vinyl. Oh, ever. I because I would never ever listen to it. It would just sit on my shelf, collecting dust like all my other records.
0: I got this on the uh, on the Vinyl Me Please edition. Of course you did. The, the oh that was record. like last month, wasn't it? It was a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh. The record looks. It's the same color variant as the Sun on the on the album artwork. Oh, uh, that red it look dude like just like just visually like it looks it's a, it's a, it's not a splatter it's like a swirl but it looks exactly like the sun That's it's cool. so it's fucking dope dude and it sounds fantastic dead
1: quiet finally please come on that great fucking pressing the they put out the great best. fucking pressings yeah great website great website all right so uh, do we okay so we we ranked it do we have any uh, anything else to say about this record or this band that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us, give us five stars. Five stars only. Tell all your friends because we are the best. And um, that's it. That's all.
0: That's Sans, What the fuck his name is. But anyway, this is a Brazilian born guitarist. You got his nickname Seté, which means seven ball in, in Brazil. And I guess like mm. Snooker is a huge thing in Brazil or was a huge thing in Brazil. I what, don't know. What is? Snooker. What is that? You ever play Snooker?
1: I have never even heard of that. Snooker. Snickers. <laughs> a little different. No, Snooker. <laughs> Snickers like like. <laughs> so that, ter- that was a terrible joke.
0: That oh, was terrible. Yeah, no, snicker. <laughs> Snickers like the ball. It's pool, but like there's a ton of red balls. Uh, lifted or the story is in the soil. Keep uh, your ear to the ground.
1: That is a stupid
0: title, but that, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking title. I'll tell you that much right now. We know nothing about it. Oh,
1: okay. That's <laughs> his fourth album. It was like. So, my number one and two, honestly, they could be interchangeable. I hate that you say that. I hate that you say that. I really, that. I mean... If I, they can be interchangeable, then don't be annoying
0: and just say Digital Ash is your number two. That way I don't fucking fly off the handle already before we even start the main fucking episode.
1: You know what? My number two is I'm wide awake. It's morning.
0: You don't worry. are the worst human being of all fucking time. <laughs> Think think of like the worst humans that have ever existed on Earth. You're fucking worse than all of them. I'm not even going to their names, but we all know who they are. You're fucking worse. You are worse than they are. Some of them are still alive, probably.
1: But I really like how how they, they kind of took a deeper dive into electronic stuff. And his voice, honestly, his voice sounds really, really good with an electronic beat, much like Ben Gibbard. I think he sounds better with Postal Service than he ever did with, with every, than he ever does with uh, Death Cab. He just has one uh, of those those good voices. That's, that's what we say until we heal, hear
0: like he'll, he'll. until we hear <laughs> Ben Gibbard do, do like an accursed, uh, dude, what is happening? Dude, you are
1: just, <laughs> you are fucking insane tonight. <laughs> Toby Hill
0: and Ben Gibbard do <laughs> a acoustic version of, uh, of I Will Follow You Into the Dark. Like, if, if you watch him do that, like, acoustically. Oh, yeah, it's fucking great. And he'll explore this. And he'll explore this later on. And then also rebirth. There's a lot of rebirth in this. There's a lot of fuck, man. Even when you, like, even with, like, small menial tasks. Like, I want to go to the gym more. Right? That's why we have New Year's resolutions every fucking year. You may, gym membership spike in January. We have these resolutions. Yeah. Tomorrow's another day. Die another day. Tomorrow never dies. Diamonds are forever. These are all. <laughs> these
1: are all. <laughs> no time to die. No time to die. Yeah. Oh God, that's that was stupid. That was stupid.
0: But for real, for I'm like I, I, I just went <laughs> off of that on tangent. I don't know why. But I, I I think that's what this overall. I think that's what this album is, is trying to get at. Is that. I also like the wordplay too. On like, no man is an island, right? All these old fucks say that. Well, no man is an island, but here we have like landlocked blues—the complete like antithesis of that. No man is an island. Yeah, no man is an island. We need fucking people. We need a community. But now he has his landlocked blues. He's surrounded by people, and he still feels like shit. So like, Connor, goddamn man, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm coming up with like more things as I talk about it
1: you just popping up. I love when that happens
0: too. Pop up video, dude. This is like VH1. You heard it here first, Kurt Loader. Wow. It's like, you
1: just threw out a lot of references. <laughs> that I'm probably not gonna pick up Jesus Christ. Within five <laughs> seconds, you threw out like four different things. God. It's
0: true. It's true. Uh, yeah. Did he's, he's yeah. talking about like all these things, though. And, and I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm coming up with just more and more stuff. And it, I think it's, it's fantastic. God, I love this.